Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When I go low, do you like it when I swallow? When I write that dick, be the best that you ever had. Make it swear that you never ever came this quick. Niggas love when you call them poppy. Put my fingers to your hair. Love me, write me, uh, and pull me right there. Hey, gals. How are y'all doing? Hi, gals. Uh, hope you're all so well. Um, hope you're wet and woke. Hope you're wet, hope you're woke, or hope that discharge is thick or I, stringy. Do you know, I dream of the day that... <laughs> I don't have discharge in my knickers. Okay, funny story to start off this heavy, heavy, heavy podcast, okay? Heavy discharge cast, man. <laughs> um, I was working last year and we were going on a night out after work and I'd brought in my dress and everything, but I was wearing like a full brief and the dress you could full Didn't on see. call for VPL, motherfucker. And I was like, fuck. And it was short. I was like, I literally can physically not wear these knickers with this dress. It looks absolutely atrocious. So I was like, and everyone was like, just don't wear knickers. And I was like, well, where does the discharge go? Like, I'm not going to be discharging around town. So then um, a girl I worked with, Megan, holla at your girl. She's fab. So Megan was like, but like, where? I don't get that. Just dribble on the leg, I think. My lips kiss every surface (laughs) that I sit on. Like, literally, I'll sit there for two seconds and it's like, "Mm." (laughs) Lindsay was here 2017. Imagine the discharge spelled that out. Basically, it does, though. Like, properly. Literally, it's like pigeon shit. It's like your fingerprint, but it's your pussy print. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It's like potato printing when you were a kid. Um... So Megan was like, oh, here, I have another pair of, uh, I have another thong that I, like, oh no, she had another thong for that night out. So she gave me her thong that she'd been wearing for the whole day. We had an eight, like an eight hour shift. And she was like, I, I mean, if you want, you could wear my thong. And I was like, did she uh, discharge in the thong? Zilch. It was like a freaking brand new, I was like, Megan, (laughs) if I was giving you a thong that I'd been wearing for eight hours. It would stand alone. <laughs> How the hell are you giving Stopping. me something that's literally straight well, off the penny? Saying that maybe she was right before her period because right before my period there isn't a top. I always have something, something done to mm. I don't know if it's after kids. I just think maybe. it's mad that like all these celebrities are coming out of their Uber and their photographs and their flaps are hanging out of the freaking car. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Is there no snail trail up in that bitch? Like, because... <laughs> I just so, think that's so mad. So we always start talking about discharge. 
we're obsessed with discharge. I'm obsessed with discharge. We're going to be bringing out like a hairline of like a hair serum and a face serum that is like ninety percent discharge. Discharge, <laughs> discharge okay. infused eyebrow serum. Yeah. Eye serum that could work. That could work. work. Or yeast, maybe. Oh, we can make our own bread. Oh my goodness, cute. That actor is some weird bakery in like Canada and they make yeast, discharge bread. Discharge bread. Anyway, so moving on from discharge bread. Moving on. We actually do have. This is. Okay, so since we started this podcast, um, people have been asking us when are you guys going to speak on the topic of abortion? And repeal the eighth. And repeal the eighth. Now. We actually do have quite a lot of uh, listeners in like Canada and America, and just to put out what why it's such a huge topic for I mean for all women but also for Irish women is that abortion in Ireland is not only illegal but it's a criminal charge. That means that not only can you not legally access abortion if and when you do access an abortion if you choose to in the UK uh, it's a criminal offence you can get put in jail for like 18 years is the maximum uh, charge and the amendment or the bill in our constitution is the 8th I don't really know the legal terms but basically there's a huge movement in Ireland at the moment called repeal the 8th which is basically repealing that 8th amendment in the constitution that makes it criminal Mm -hmm. The reason that we have been not fearful, but just wary of kind of treading on, yeah, totally of those on those waters is that it's such a weighty issue for first of all, at the base of it, we're completely wanting to repeal the eighth. But when it's a political issue and like you just touched upon there, Jenny, saying like, you know, we don't know what's written in the constitution. Exactly. It's it's quite hard to find out the facts, the percentages, the background. So sometimes when y- you can feel a bit silly speaking about mm-hmm. such a huge political subject, mm-hmm. you know, when you don't know all the facts. And when, I mean, I, my parents are very pro-life, active yeah. pro-lifers. And if I'm ever debating with them, they will kind of come at me with their their reasons and their facts. And I feel like the pro-lifers always have their, on the tip of their tongue, they're like, at 40 weeks this happens, their heartbeat is here. You know, they, they have it ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it's harder, I find, to find, you know, facts on abortion and the percentage. It's because it, such a it's touchy subject. It's so medical. Like... The for me the pro life arguments are always very emotional and they're always very kind of subjective to the person. Mm. But in order to fight back with them, I find as a pro choice person, I have to be very medically correct. Which I don't. I'm not a doctor. It's really hard to. And I mean, I've heard. To be honest, I have heard so many percentages, like, oh well, actually the fetus doesn't feel this until mm. this many weeks, and I've tried to soak it up and being like telling myself okay remember this for the next time you're in an I argument mean, it just but it just doesn't soak yeah so emotional stuff is easier to remember exactly and so you know we, we Lindsay and i like as much as we do like have lols in this podcast and like that is mostly what it's about but the 
as we touch on in our an episode a while ago, I don't know when this episode's going to go up, but our um finance feminist episode, we actually did have a, quite a big touch on how uh, Lindsay, if you don't mind me talking on your behalf, mm-hmm. that you used to be quite anti-abortion and that your mind changed. And I think we did touch on our own experiences in that at that moment, but the reason that we felt mostly um kind of intimidated on touching on the subject of repealing the eighth and abortion in Ireland is because we haven't had an abortion Mm. and that to me is something that I can only imagine as a woman (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Uh, but we haven't had one and yeah it's very hard to talk we we're just always very conscious of not talking on something that we haven't done as if we have we don't want to come across as privileged people who are you know barking on about something that they haven't experienced because god knows we can bark yeah (laughs) and the reason that we also want to have this first episode where we're kind of really focusing on the whole you know appeal the eighth abortion just our ideas on it or you know where we're at if you're ever wondering um isn't the hope that if you have had one if you're listening to this and you have had one, mm-hmm. that we would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we are having this episode right now is because we did get an email that really touched both of us. Oh my God. The minute I got this email, I like texted you immediately. And I was mm. like, Lindsay. Because I mean, obviously we get so many emails that are amazing, but I think I was on my lunch break and I just read it. And like, I was in work like, and there were genuine tears welling in my eyes, just not because it was a sad story or it was just so, I just felt the emotion of what she was Mm. saying and it was just so raw. And because we want to, I feel, express our thoughts on why we want to repeal the eighth. And we, I feel like we have that under, like underwaters, we have the words, but we haven't experienced it. Mm -hmm. So this email really kind of just alliterated the the reality of what mm-hmm. probably a lot of our listeners have dealt with or may deal with in mm-hmm. the future as long as it's illegal in Ireland and just the fact that we're living in a country that is full of so many creative, liberal, you know, forward-thinking people. But we're stuck in this hole of... Catholicism. Yeah, and it's just... It's just so, so imprisoning. Yeah, it is. And I think a lot of women at this point in Irish history are just feeling like, when the fuck is it going to change? Like, we're still battling this. And I remember seeing this, like, picture um of uh, this woman and her daughter. And it was, like, in the 1986 protest. She had her daughter, like, holding her. She's about Luna's age. Mm. And she was protesting. And then it was, like, the last repeal of the eighth protest. The two of them were standing away to the side in the same position. And it was, like, this woman was, like, I'm still protesting. 20 years, 30 years, sorry, like later. How would that how would that not drive you absolutely crazy? Yeah. Like, Jenny and I were talking on the phone the other day after getting this email and just discussing it amongst ourselves mm-hmm. and kind of our own... I mean, we're both 100% aching and hoping and just longing for the eighth to be repealed and that mm. it would make Ireland such a beautiful country. Because we are if the most accessible. Irish pro people yeah. as well. I fucking love the country I live in. I do and I love the people and I feel like the people want it and it's just... A, 
I mean, we've obviously recently, you know, gays are now allowed to get able to get married legally. Mm -hmm. So things are changing in our country and it's beautiful to see that. But as a woman seeing that, it is difficult when, to me, I mean, a more pressing issue is to repeal the oath. Mm -hmm. That's just personally. And for me, it's like, I... I think gay marriage is amazing. Like, of course, that's a human right. But the, the difference to me is that I hate when people actually compare it to the Eighth Amendment. Because to me, the Eighth Amendment being repealed is almost more like... It's more like a healthcare thing. It's like these mm. women are being... It's their bodies and they could die. No one's going to die because they can't get married. Getting married, yeah, of course, that's amazing. Yeah, legally and you should be able for your wealth and your money or your um, or assets, etc. To be or, treated the same as other people, yes, one hundred percent. There is nothing within me that ever thinks that it is any less or more than other subjects. But the thing is, is that there is a bit of a kick in the teeth when you. I, I'm just speaking my own thing, and it's and we're just you. speaking honestly, and again, yeah. When when that when that That's was passed, what we do. <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was like, I'm so happy for you guys and I get it, but it was almost like I was like, oh, I can just see all the conservatives in this country going, well, gay marriage, the lesbians, the gays, they can get married, so that's our our liberal duty for the next ten years, and it was kind of like, oh, it was not the, for me, like, not that it wasn't like before the before that came through. We have so many gay friends who are in loving relationships. Mm -hmm. So many, like beyond, like countless friends who are in relationships and able to walk down the streets as gay men. Yeah. It's fine. It's open. They weren't allowed to legally get married. Mm -hmm. That was kind of irrelevant. Because, to be honest, in this day and age, marriage isn't a hot topic. Like, no. You know, it's not like all their mates were married and they weren't allowed. Yeah. No one's actually, fucking getting married. something that I found out recently, we're actually the oldest country in Europe to get married. And we're the oldest country in Europe to have babies. So we're actually going away from our original mm. kind of way yeah. of living. And for me, it was like, I don't know, it's very... To get onto the subject, it's basically for me, it's very digestible for people to understand gay marriage because marriage, we've said this in episode four, marriage is a tradition. Marriage is easily understandable and marriage is constantly a positive kind of thing. Well, marriage equals happiness. Love. If two people are choosing to get married, it's exactly. love, it's happy, it's beautiful, it's, it's consensual. Everyone, everyone gets in, everyone has a big wedding. Irish people love a wedding, whether it's gay, Catholic, mm. whatever the fuck it is, they love a wedding. But abortion, you cannot throw a rainbow on a fetus yeah. and be like, there's no way to paint it. So this is why it's so much more frustrating for a woman mm. as myself. Like, I find it so frustrating. How can I campaign against something that should be my right? Mm-hmm. How can I have that on posters? Like, when it was the yes and the no vote, the no posters for gay marriage. Not to compare, but just to show, like, in a... In a sense well, where it's, if it's we're voting against thing. something that yeah. is like, you know, a well, human right. When you're, and also when you're coming from a Catholic country, two things that like traditionally Catholic people are against are it's abortion and gay people. But the difference between gay people, it was not illegal to be gay in Ireland. It was. No, not at the time. No, not, yeah. no, not before the gay marriage. It was not illegal yeah. to be Like they were living, they were having, there was, gay was huge in Dublin. Exactly. It was completely 
like nothing is for my opinion nothing I'm not gay obviously but not much has changed gay was pretty much accepted in Ireland before the yes vote and also the yes vote didn't mean that homophobic people loved gay people because I'm sure there are still Irish homophobic people out there there are since I've heard of tons of Of gay guys getting bet up by freaking lads yeah Whatever. So not whatever, but I mean, like, I mean, it's still alive and well. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like it's, the that vote didn't one, change one, that context change at all. But the thing is, is like, so without getting into the whole thing before we get the whole gay community on our ass. <laughs> no, the only reason I want to talk about the gay community or no, no, the gay like the yes vote is that it was easy for them to protest against. Exactly. It's happy. It's loving. Yeah. I love the gays. I yeah. love that they got Me that. Too. I'm so happy. I was delighted when it came through. Me too. But how the nervous, hell do we girl. follow up? Yeah. I was nervous as well. How do we follow up? Because how can we put our posters? Mm-hmm. There's no positivity on... There's just... There's nothing... Like, as I said... I mean, I said it in a previous episode. We have baptism parties. We don't have abortion parties. We have weddings. It's very easy for people to go, Oh, well, Seamus... Oh, well, you know Seamus is gay. But Sean, he's lovely fella. I know. Have you seen their apartment? It's beautiful. It's very easily accepted. But there is never a thing where... Do you know Sandra had an abortion? Ah, oh, fair play to her. That doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. Oh, fair. No, she has her college course yeah. and she needs to the, get on with and it. Even, Brilliant. Even, no. like, honestly, I think even in countries that are the most progressive countries in the world who are abortions been legal for the last 50 years, they still don't have that. No, even in England, like England is a really sexually advanced country. Yeah. Like condoms are free. Sexual healthcare is basically STD free. Checks, like, yeah, you like you can get the coil like that. It's yeah. free. And still, not like abortions, like they speak about them. It's hush hush. Like it's hushes to a certain extent. Like it's not, I mean, it's not a celebrated thing. Mm -hmm. And I hate that, like in the land of like Instagram and like, dare I say, like, you know, only positive vibes, guys. Everything Mm. positive, like everything happy. Like abortion's not going to be a happy, positive thing in your life ever for any moment. It's real, of course. That's what I mean. Like, Mm -hmm. just because it's not like, oh, you know, I'm gay and I want to get married to my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. That's happy. It's a positive. There's nothing happy about abortion. Doesn't mean you should not let us have it. Because, like, even women who I know who've had abortions who, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine recently who's had one and she was just like, no, like, the minute I found out that I was pregnant... I wasn't sad. I was grand with it. And I knew what I had to do. I knew that my option was abortion. And there was no like, you know, massive like, oh, will I, won't I, will I, won't I. She was like, no, no, no. I know what I'm going to have. But it's still not happy. It's certainty. And you can be completely certain. But like, I don't, I'm not going to speak for all women, but I don't think anyone's like, yay, it's my time for an abortion. Like for me Mm. as someone who is like, like, I mean, I remember telling you recently that I, I mean, it wasn't like a real quote unquote scare, but basically like I have the most irregular period ever. And since I've been having sex every mm-hmm. fucking month, mm-hmm. I think I'm pregnant because I also have a, a re- an irregular period where I'm like, it comes every six to eight weeks. So like, sometimes I'm like, is it late? I don't know. Is it late? Who knows? Mm-hmm. And every month I have that thought even though I'm so okay with me ever having an abortion, I'm like, if it happens, it happens. But in my head, I'm like, fuck. Like, am I ready for this? Like, can I get the time off work? Can I yeah. do this thing? How, what do I tell people? Yeah. Do I have the money? Like, Jenny and I, 
also only discussed the other night on the phone. We were like, we both have this random savings account. <laughs> Our abortion Like just savings. Form. That is like, I am not saving for anything. I just um, like to know just that I case. have that money. And then we were like, oh my goodness, that's so just as if, dare we say that like we have to get an abortion that we have that money to yes. hand and so many people like our friends and stuff would have that same mm-hmm. thing and I, I remember friends of mine since i was in college being like well i've got 400 euro aside for the abortion like it's like it's like an it's, it's just a given of like i mean when you think of, it's just it's such a huge issue that like two girls like us like and we are like we're women i'm 30 you know i'm like, not that much far yeah off. <laughs> but like we still feel like I still feel like a little girl in Me this too. in this country where I can't access. Like I'm in a relationship now. Doesn't mean I want to get pregnant. I have two children. Doesn't, Doesn't mean, mean I want yeah. to have a third. I really don't want to have a third. Yeah. But it also makes me so anxious because it's so stigmatized in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, having having to face that, having to hide. Mm. Like, obviously, my parents are so anti-abortion. I would really could not have another child right now. No. Maybe in seven years, whatever. But like right well, now, we're clearly going to tr- like time our children. Yes, our in like five family. to seven years, maybe five years. Yeah, I'll have a baby. You have a baby. Little boy, little girl. I get married. Grand. Yeah, cute, cute, cute. But if it just if like, it's just a crazy. Cr- to me, it's just crazy to think that like in our last podcast, we were talking about masturbating and men, porn and wanking. Mm-hmm. Men are basically aborting their goddamn cum every wank. That's a live sperm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sperm that they're just fucking into yeah, a sock and letting. Yeah, exactly. Like. That's what I mean. But as soon as it becomes the woman's problem, as soon as it like connects with your egg and you freaking have a, mm-hmm. you know, your cells are kind of creating a baby. As soon as it's solely the woman's problem, is when it's not same. allowed to be stopped. That's illegal. And there's just so many like. Jenny and I both are admins on the page Maz Who Drink on Facebook and so many Anon questions we get where it's like Go join it by the way it's at Maz M-A apostrophe S who drink Yeah it's Gas page where there's loads of great discussion going on on the page and we get anonymous questions and the majority of them are obviously like you know I'm a single mom Mm -hmm. the dad doesn't pay yada yada fucking yada we've all heard the story before it's just difficult to feel as a woman. It is. If you and get pregnant, like, not only are you having the pregnancy, having the birth, having everything yeah. alone, by the way, you'll probably get 20 euro of that a week off your freaking... And that that's by the court as well. Pulling it out of them as well. Like, But that's what the Irish courts are saying. So they're totally not pro-women at all. No. Which is like, fair enough if it was like, you know, there was some kind of backup as if like, yeah... Okay, there's no abortion. You have to have a child. But the father of the child has to pay... 400 a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's 50 a week. That's like people who have been on 50A a year still only get 50 euro a week. Fuck you. Yeah. I can't live like that. I no. can't... Like That's also not the cost. And like... And, and then it's just like I can't freaking give up my life. No. And you don't have to. It's just freaking not fair. And yeah, life is not fair, but... They get to yeah, walk away so from it the majority of the time, yeah. and like, and then for me, like, I the the subject of abortion, like, would I have an abortion? Is kind of mm. always like on the back of my mind, like as I was saying just previously, and probably in the last year or so, especially from being in like a long term relationship, it's kind of become 
a little bit more real for me as in like when I was younger I was always like if I get pregnant I get an abortion like it was like it was one mm. option yeah. but now I'm like you know I'm 28 at the end of this year sorry that's my chair it's the chair she's not farting but she is <laughs> I'm creeping um, now I'm like there's a question if you want to get one no it's okay <laughs> it's just this chair um, now I'm like okay I'm in like a long term relationship I'm 27 28 this year if I get pregnant, would I have it? Because I'm not, like, I always find it a very easy decision to make when I was, like, 21. Because I'm like, oh, I'm having mm. a baby when I'm 21. But now that I'm, like, 28, baby I'm, age. Like, I'm like, to it's, it's, not, it's not bad to have a baby. I'm not a young mom. I'm a youngish mom, but not super young. I've got friends who have kids. I would love mm. our kids to be, like, similar-ish age and I'd be friends. And I'm in a, you know, I'm in a long-term relationship with Michael five years I don't live with them or anything, but like, I'm like, maybe that would be, you know, and, and that's when it's like, fuck, but I still don't have the choice. Even if I got pregnant, it's like, it, the only in choice my you have country. is if you have that money in your yeah. bank that you can, and that's the thing, what makes, what I, I feel for girls who would be like 18, 19, mm. who don't have the choice, who definitely don't have the money, who mm. probably can tell their parents because their parents probably just see it as this illegal thing and don't but want even to partake if my, in it. when my parents didn't feel like that, if I got pregnant at 20, I don't think I would have told my parents. That's the thing. I know so many people who have... He, like My parents are so liberal and I don't think I would have been like, hey, I'm going for an abortion. But I know, like the thing about abortion as well is that I know so many parents who are hugely pro-life and their children have had abortions. So just mm. because you bring your children up in, you know, pushing your yeah. ideas on them does not mean that they, like, I have a daughter. I have not had an abortion, but I look at her mm-hmm. and I think I don't want her. And I mean, obviously there's, you know, when you think of abortion, you think of, oh yeah, but if she was raped, oh, but if she was... In. It's not even, a, it's not It's just, not about no. that, but it is crazy to think that if... Like Luna has this pot belly. He's yeah, the like the yeah. And so I thought, true, like, it, is it just sticks to me every time. Like, I'm like, you know, if she just got pregnant out of her will, like she looks pregnant now, I she would have to go through with it. Don't worry, girl. I've you know, had, I had a pot belly for my whole young country. We still have one a little bit. Oh, you know, after ten ciders. Well, ten ciders. But later. you know what I mean, like, and that's pro life is the annoying thing as well about like the whole you know, yes vote as well. It's just like, people need to speak out about having abortions more. They need to normalise it, yeah. make it... And I do think that is happening. I do think it is. I think people... Slowly. People yeah. more and more are coming out. And this would be maybe our segue of saying... This is, yeah, this is our podcast where we want to invite we you. We want... Our goal, we, we get a lot of questions and like, will you talk about sex workers? Will you talk about abortion will you talk about all these big heavy topics that we are fucking like will you talk about trans women and it's a, and then are, also lighter ones will you talk about this tan or <laughs> this uh body butter <laughs> but it's like the, for those heavy hitters it's like Lindsay and i are we will talk about anything obviously but we want to be able to give a platform to, not only give a platform to women who have been through it as in like if it's a trans woman if it's a woman who's had an abortion if it's a woman who's been raped like all these big heavy subjects but we haven't 
been through that. We don't want to be like the freaking annoying doing reviews of stuff that like that's just basically like the bloggers getting their free shit and giving a shit review. Exactly. Like we want to be able to give a platform to women who've actually lived it. So we're looking for like what we want how we want our podcast to go in the near future is to get guests on. We're not going to sit here and talk about how it would feel or what it's like to get an abortion. To speculate on an abortion because we have no fucking We know that we want it to be accessible in our own country because that's just, in our opinion, a human right, I think. Yeah, totally. But we can't talk about the... In the Yeah, we can't. We've never gone over to England. We've never got the plane or the boat and And gone through the emotions. Yeah, and we know people who've had them, but, like, I mean, it's obviously such a tender subject that, like, you want someone who is probably well-versed in talking about their opinion. Yeah, and also speaking on... Like, yeah, we we know tons of people who've had them individually, but we still can't talk for those people. It's still not our own experience. We're not going to be here like, my friend said it was really hard. my friend's abortion. Like, it's it's just tacky and gross. And it's just, like, mm. not... uh, It's just not educating. And we want to more shed light on an issue rather than just reporting back to you. Yeah. But we also want to be raw and real and to say that, like, we have been longing to talk about this. Yeah. We just didn't know... Like, we... It's such a huge, huge subject. It's just... It was always in the back of my mind. And to me, it just intimidated the fuck out of me. But also, it's also something that, like, we... I don't know. We, amongst ourselves, have talked about it so much. I think we feel like it's almost a given that people would mm, think know were, how, yeah. you know, our thoughts in it. But, okay. I'm Let's gonna, cut the crap. What are you going to do? Get a drink? I'm going to go pee. And get a drink? And possibly get a drink. Do you want a drink? Yeah, I want a drink. So what we're going to do... Gonna drink. We're, we're going to get a drink. Have a little break. You guys go get a drink yourselves because you're probably going to need one. And we'll be back in a little bit. See you in a second. I give you my Bye. all and you will never let Want you to be my knight. I'll be your queen. Cut up in the fantasy. Living the dream. But in reality, I know you just want to fight. If it's loving that you need, then I'ma never ever give it up. What's you to take? Take, take, take. Take it up if you ain't scared. Are you ready? Show me what you made up. What you do. Take, take, take. Okay guys, so we're back um, We got our drinks And we just want to say Thanks for listening so far um, And we, we're gonna We probably will talk a little bit after this email But this is, we want to dedicate Honestly this episode to this girl Who sent this email mm. Because she finally gave us That kind of fire in us To have we a need, platform We need an anchor to kind of really I don't know Getting that email without even asking for it made us feel adequate to talk about it because we are the people maybe that you can talk to about these issues, which just make it just makes the whole like it gals and our whole idea so worthwhile mm-hmm. because we want a platform, a safe place where people can come mm-hmm. and talk about their weird issues We've or said that from their raw one. issues. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Episode one, we've always said like... A safe place. This is what we want to give you gals. And we genuinely love you all. And like Mm. when you send us these emails, we cannot express how much it gives this podcast life. And yeah. this this email to us, it made me really emotional. It made Lindsay, mm. I had to get on the phone immediately to Lindsay and be like, read that fucking email. Okay, so we're just going to get into it. And we, we just want this girl, if she's listening, to know that we would just want to say thank you. I'm going to let Lindsay take it away with this. So I'm basically just going to read out this email that we got word for word because it was really beautifully written, we thought. And um, I'm just going to go ahead. I was listening to your podcast on feminism last night and you touched upon the topic of abortion that prompted me to write this email. I guess I have no motive behind writing this, but once I started typing it, words just kept flowing and I found it quite therapeutic to write. I don't really know why I'm sending this to you, as it isn't a question really. It's long-winded, but it may come in useful for you if you decide to do an abortion-centered episode. And as I said, I have just found it extremely cathartic too. I also realize you two women are pro-choice, so in this email talking to you, it's the general public you, not attacking you guys. My story of an abortion is not a story of tragedy, a story of young naivety, medical necessity or rape, the kind of story that tugs at the heartstrings of of the indecisive voters. No, not one of those stories, but it is a story. It is my story. Two months ago, I got pregnant and decided to get an abortion. I'm in a committed relationship, in a good job, and I'm well-educated. I did get pregnant, and I did not want to be. I know I want to be a mother someday, but this is not the time for me. You may find it hard to sympathise with that, disregarding my choices as selfish, flippant, maybe disgusting, but that doesn't matter. What matters is, I don't want a baby. I'm not ready to have a baby. My partner is not ready. I have plans for my life that don't involve having an infant. Career plans, life plans. I want to emigrate. These things are things I'm not willing to compromise yet. I've seen people close to me, have children young. And why should I be penalised for not wanting that lifestyle for myself right now? It is my body. It is my choice. I do want you to know that this is not a flippant choice. Yes, I knew termination was a logical next step for me, but as I have now undergone a termination, I see it from a completely different view. I was a bit naive on the process of an abortion, medical that is, abortion pill, not procedure. I once thought an abortion pill, no big deal. It's like the morning after pill really, right? Wrong. It was a lot more emotionally gruelling than I expected, physically gruelling. I was trying very hard not to think of myself as pregnant and carry on life as normal, yet I would cry myself to sleep. I thought I would go in, get a pill and leave, all in one day. I had to undergo invasive examinations, what felt invasive to a young woman who had never been gynecologically, however you say that, examined, internal ultrasounds. I had to go into the clinic on a Wednesday and for the first dose and then go back on Friday for a second dose. This was when the pain started. This isn't meant to be a scare tactic. I just felt like I was extremely uninformed. 
No one was explaining steps to me in detail. They knew by my accent when booking the appointment that I was Irish. Without hesitation, the woman on the phone asked me would I be travelling from Dublin the morning of. It really hit home with me at that moment that this was, is, an extremely common occurrence. For them to say this just by listening to my voice for all of the 30 seconds, it startled me. People tend to presume that when a woman chooses to have an abortion, she is taking the easy way out. I can tell you now, it is in no means an easy way out. I don't think any woman who shared that waiting room with me that day looked like they were taking an easy option. There was one woman who was sat in the waiting room with two other children with her, one less than one years old, the other no older than three. She sat there with tears running down her face, who we, as a country, we have the audacity to tell this woman that she does not have the right for that termination. There were women in that room alone, staring into space, fidgeting with their hands and looking petrified. There was an older Irish couple. You never know what someone is going through. I never wanted to have an abortion. No woman sets out to have an abortion. This is an important message to remember. Having an abortion does not make me a bad person. This is something I have struggled with since undergoing my termination. Sometimes it makes me sick to the core when I hear pro-lifers protest, shouting proclamations that are aimed to tear down an emotionally crippled woman. But I'm not a bad person. I am loving. I am kind. I am a daughter. I'm a sister, an aunt, a girlfriend, and hopefully someday, when the time is right, a mother. What I, as a woman, want to do with my body matters. The motivation behind my abortion doesn't. I matter. Deep down, I know that this was fully the right decision for me, but the society I've grown up in has conditioned me to feel like I haven't. This isn't what I want for other women. I also don't want the entire of a I also don't want the entire of Ireland to think in the matter, yes, I'd be okay with an abortion if a woman was raped or if her life was threatened, because that is not what repealing the eighth is about. It's about body autonomy, no matter the motivation. I really do apologise for plaguing you with this email, if that is what I've done, but it's something I feel like I needed to say. You two are admirable women that have more of an influential voice than I have, and maybe my story can make a difference, but I do believe you two women can. Thanks. Holy fucking shit. It's, it was just a gorgeous email. Hearing it read out like that, as well as you did, just, I, I just find that email so moving and it's just mm. so real. And oh, I what don't know. I find about it as well is that it's not like she obviously in the first paragraph stated it's not a big story. She wasn't raped, she was in a committed relationship, but exactly. yes, yes, it was still a hugely traumatic thing. And it's still pertinent and it's still important and it's still in a situation. In order to get an abortion, you don't have to be raped by your dad. And it also doesn't mean that her having the baby would have plastered that. Exactly. It, like, you're allowed to have a traumatic experience mm-hmm. with abortion. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that what would have soothed that, like what would have healed that is if you just had, had the baby. The baby. Exactly. A lot of people kind of try and be like, well, maybe if you just had the baby, you wouldn't mm-hmm. have had it. Like, if she... Like she said, she has, she wants to emigrate. She has a career. She has her life's mm-hmm. desires and it's her life. And also it's her Having life. an abortion doesn't mean you never want to have a baby. But there are times in your life mm. where certain situations that happen 
aren't the ideal. And I mean, I mean, we always say in this podcast, like we don't have, I, we know that the, like, uh, I'm pretty sure like 99.999% of our followers are pro-choice. We're not here to convince you no. that abortion is right. But that email, it just spoke. It just touched us and we just wanted to. It was just beautiful. Give it a platform. Genuinely. And as she said, like we, uh, we found ourselves in a position where we have an influential voice um, whether people like it or not, we do, and yeah, basically, <laughs> and not to shed light on our haters, but some people have said that we're like, oh, flipping people, or like we're like just making laws. But there is a very serious side to me, Lindsay, and like to be honest, I think to be as gas as us, you have to have a very deep end as well. Sarah, um, Jenny, and I know exactly what we're doing when we're being ridiculous and outrageous, and we know what we're doing. We're aware of what we're like. We're just aware. totally so we we know what we're doing we're not just these flippant people who are spreading shit like we are rooted in our beliefs yeah. and always have been in the women that we are and that the women that we would hope to inspire you know we we're strong women mm-hmm. you know and like we said in our feminist episode we're constantly growing and changing and that's the beauty of just human life mm-hmm. you know i always say as well I've probably said on the podcast, I bloody repeat myself, but that you can regret an abortion, you can't regret children. Like, so many Irish, like, generally older women that I talk to, if there's anything slightly negative about an abortion, they're like, well, there you go, she could have just had the child. Mm. Abortions are a negative thing. This is what this woman in the email was writing. It's a negative thing. Mm -hmm. It's, an awful it's a horrible procedure for your body to have to go through like to have to put your yeah, body through it's not abortion it's not it's nothing. not a cute trip no and and the fact like it should never be made out to be that and like that girl like that's because because our doctors and our healthcare system are not informed about the procedure as irish women when we go to the uk to get our procedure we're ill-informed up until two years ago i thought the morning after pill people could just go yeah it's like having a period i know girls who've had that pill and i've also listened to it like ted talks and like um some podcasts about it where doctors have been like always get the the surgical procedure over the the pill because the pill is traumatic and the pill you bleed for days but the the medical one is actually way easier technically like for them it's easier because they do whatever they gotta do. They put you to sleep. You wake up. It's gone. Mm. The pill is it's quite. Some women like to have the option to do it themselves, which is well, great. See, with the pill to be not graphic, but to be what happens with there's two options with yeah. abortion, which is the pill is that you basically swallow this pill. Like this is obviously what the woman in the you can also email put up your did. Vag, I heard. Oh really? You can put them in your vagina, and that is what a lot of people in Ireland. I've been trying to buy that online and get it delivered to the north of Ireland. Mm. And, you know, there's all these ways that women are trying to do get abortions. Basically, like, like the fact of abortions as well. No. There was this bus by Rosa, which is like an Irish kind of abor- pro-abortion kind of uh, thing. Um, and it's there was a bus going around Ireland handing out abortion pills. I did kind of hear that. Like, I mean... The the fact about abortions is that they've been going on since the beginning of since per, 
since pregnancy, it's like chicken and the egg situation. Exactly. People since like, people get pregnant, people have been getting with the pregnancy. Yeah. So we're not, you know, we're not looking. Ireland and the repeal of the AIDS is not looking for you to just have a abortion as contraception. Oh, ooh, I thought I wanted a baby. Oh, I don't anymore. Oh, let's abort it. It's like to think of women in that sense mm. that we're that flippant and you know, brain dead, that will it's just so be so, it's so insulting that we wouldn't even be able to be, any time a woman gets pregnant, whether they don't want it or not, you know, they feel a connection to their, their body, you know, they of might course. reject it, but they, you know, they're aware of their own body and their own feelings. Like when it's like, the reason that rape and abortion, I think are so, you know, jigsawed together is because it is, a non-consensual thing if you have not wanted to get pregnant and you are you want it out you don't want it you're allowed to say no well I always thought of it like some people might think it's a crude comparison but say when you get breast cancer not when if you get breast cancer okay, you get a tumour mm-hmm. in your breast both breasts say you're most people's first um, reactions would be to get chemo and to get these you know, different kind of methods of reducing the tumour and eliminating it, they won't immediately go for a mastectomy. They're not immediately going to go, okay, to cut off my tits. Because mm. of that, then it would be, that's like saying a flipping decision of like, okay, I'm a girl, I've got tits, I might get breast cancer one day, cut off my tits. Mm. Women aren't making those flipping decisions. We'll always try and preserve what we can. And most women, or not most, I don't want to speak for everything, but like mm. a lot of women, when they get pregnant, if it's unexpected, they'll just have the baby. A lot of women do, like, I think that will be a big thing where like people get unexpectedly pregnant and they go, okay, well, it might be my time. But the fact is, is that they, there should be a choice whether you want to be pregnant or not. Because being pregnant, I mean, Lindsay, you can speak to this more than I can, obviously, but it's such a massive undertaking. I can only imagine the feeling of being like, okay, I'm pregnant, great, I'm going to have a baby. But not only am I just going to have a baby, my body's going to be changing every month by month for the next nine months. And then I'm going to have a human. See, pregnancy is the e like pregnancy is not easy, but it's the easy it's part. It's the easy oh. part, yeah, because they're always like, wait till the pregnancy over. No, no, no. Yeah, like you know the I mean? the baby's there then after nine months and like I'll ask Irish people who are listening to this, how many single moms do you know who are in full time care of their children? How many single dads do you know that are in full time care of their children? Come on. Very few. Like that that's why it's an issue. Mm-hmm. There's no help for mothers in Ireland. No. You know, there's no Dads are getting away with murder. Men are getting away with murder. They're allowed to just impregnate women and throw them freaking 40 euro a week and see the kid for two hours a week and take 100 Insta pics and buy them a bag of freaking jelly tots. Like, <laughs> mums have to literally, absolutely, wholly dedicate their life, cut off their career, mm-hmm. sit in their freaking rent allowance gaff for their whole duration no of the kid. And be judged because they don't have enough money to buy their kids Skechers and their kids are going around in Aldi freaking shoes. Like, this is the life that you will have if you are not ready. Like, if you haven't prepared to have a child. This is why women are choosing to have children at 30 freaking 9, mm-hmm. 35. They're starting like, this is why. Because women want to have money. Because I'm a young mom. I'm freaking 30. I have two kids. I'm looked down upon by women who 
you know prepared their family more they like curated their life more they had their career than they had their children it's not freaking fair it's like you know it's not fair in Ireland men and women it's not fair in the parenting world Mm -hmm. men barely have any dedication to their kids compared to the mothers they don't they're not held responsible in the same way if they see their kid for like the best dad in the world if he's a separated parent I'm saying is if he sees his kid every weekend and that's still two days out of the week. Mm-hmm. Five days of the week, the mum is dragging them to school. The mum is making their lunches. Their mum is doing everything. And she's not able to have a job and she's living off freaking tuppence. She's mm-hmm. honestly, it's what so worth is that? And why do you have to do that? If you just get pregnant unexpectedly, whatever it is, if it's at a sesh, if it's from your long-term boyfriend, if it's from rape, it's if it's from your freaking uncle, it's if like it's the fact, the fact whatever, is, if you do not you want to be that. pregnant... You shouldn't have to be. You own that though. But in Ireland now. Yeah. You own that. You just own it. Yeah. And there's no, there's no like comeuppance. You know, there's no answer. Women are dragging their partners to court. They're trying to get, you know, they're trying to get fair equality Mm -hmm. to be, so that it could like, parenting is a two man job. It's not a woman job. It should be 50-50, but rarely is it. Grandparents are bringing up. Well, as they say, it takes a stuff. village. You mm. know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't just take the mum and dad. It takes the grandparents, it takes the aunts, it takes the uncle, it takes the friends. Everyone is involved in that. And it's not just like, okay, well, if you get pregnant, take care of the baby. It's mm. it's like you're, you're literally full on, your whole life is dedicated to this infant who's no crack, to be <laughs> honest, for the first year. And you just have to nurture. And then you have the freaking 70-year-old midwife in the rotunda being like to be formed them. yeah and it's also like oh it's not about you anymore like it is about me it's always about I'm us because I'm living person. I'm still human men just get away with murder if there was fair equality and if the like in in the court if there was some fair reason that like women were still respected as mothers and we were still given a life if we were if we could be mothers and had a life then maybe we wouldn't eat abortion yeah but at the moment we do because like i've given up so fucking much i chose to have my kids you know i could have freaking got the money somehow if i desperately wanted an abortion I, you know mm. hopefully everyone, if i wanted it i could have found people, it yeah you can't not everyone it. can though no you know like it's a like we were saying earlier it's a classist it is a class kind of situation. People, like there are young women who would never have that money to hand, mm-hmm. would never be able to save with that money. Mm-hmm. The only way you can save it is if you have a full-time job. It is, it's just... It's mind-boggling. The entire subject is just mind-blowing. and That's why we've been afraid of talking about it, because it's so mind-blowing. It's such and a big, could layered subject. we on and on, and also, I mean, I'm just so happy that we have... <laughs> that Lindsay... My friend, like my best friend in the whole world, like the the evolution that I've seen in her and seeing her talk about abortion tonight has actually made mm. me so fucking proud. And thanks, baby girl. It really has, though, and it's like it's it's an amazing thing to see. So, if you do have friends mm. who are in that mindset, just know that it can be changed. Because there were points where in Lindsay and I's relationship, where I just thought, okay, look. It's grand. We'll we'll just disagree. Too. When Jenny and I first were friends, well, when we were first hardcore friends, I was totally pro life, one hundred percent. Listen to our episode "Finance Feminists" on that because mm. we, we went into detail on that. And and Jenny just kept on hard, like kept on discussing it, kept on bringing it up. Yeah, and I think 
if you're trying to talk to pro-larpists, because I obviously was one, so I can kind of maybe guide you Speak in how to, to yeah. like, don't, you know, if we're constantly going to be talking about rape or like this crazy kind of like, you know, circumstances of like, oh, what if someone's raped or what if like someone's dad does this or whatever, like, you know, for those kind of crazy subjects, there's always a crazier answer. Yeah. And like, oh, well, maybe she just needs to have the baby and that will heal the mm. fact that she was raped. Talk about the normal stories because there's way more normal stories. Like the amount of women who are going over to England every day, they haven't all been ferociously raped. They're no. probably going over with the their boyfriends. The majority of them haven't, to be honest. No, like, they're going over with their boyfriends or their husbands or, or whatever. Just alone. And like even a thing that mm. we... I was talking to my mum about it and like, I'm just so afraid my phone's going to die right now so we're going to have to wrap up in a sec. Mm. But something I was talking about my mum earlier. So Oh, yeah, 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 I do. I'm going to touch on this. So the um, strike for appeal thing. If you don't know about it, I'm just going to wrap it up really fucking quickly. Um, mm. Basically, it was a call to action that women in Ireland should strike on the 8th on International Women's Day to show their support for um, repeating the 8th. Really, really quickly to break it down, um, I was really kind of anti it because I found it was really classist. I thought it was very actually anti um, stay at home mother. I felt it was anti anyone who wasn't in college. The ad that they put out, you can probably Google it, uh, give some of the YouTube hits, I don't care. Um, it was all 22 year old hipsters in NCAD from what yeah. I could see. Um, where the fact of the matter is in Ireland uh, I think it's something like 40% of women getting abortions are over the age of 40 because they found themselves in a position where they're pregnant and they are too old to have children or they do not they've had their and children and also when you're 40 the risks for of like you know Down syndrome autism it's way higher so they don't you exactly know. or they've had five kids they yeah. don't want another kid mm. Or whatever reason is, but maybe they thought that they were. They, they, there was no representation. Yeah, exactly. There was no. There was no representation for me for older women. There was no representation. Also, if you want to go really broad, they were all white women, which I'm like, Ireland is not all white right now. Come for me, on, it was it. like. I mean, look at Savita. She wasn't a white woman, exactly. and she was what really propelled the, the whole movement. Thing. And she wasn't even Irish. She was no. like living in Ireland and forced into the situation. Mm. If, you, if you're look, wondering what we're talking about, look up Savita. Um, abortion you'll find out yeah um so the main thing about why we were really against well why i was really against the strike for repeal which is difficult when you are a fate like when you're a social media a face of social media mm-hmm. on these days are coming up whether it's the strike and for repeal on it. everyone has their freaking selfie of them being at the strike for repeal and i feel like oh crap or me and jenny we're not obviously at that we're not mm-hmm. um you know, involved in that, face. do they feel like we're anti repeal the eighth? So this is obviously, you know, we're one hundred percent absolutely aching, like I said, yeah, for we, we the don't have to be to, repealed. Yeah. I just want to reel, right? Just of because course. it is difficult in times of social media of when you feel like your map is kind of, you know, pinpointed by those mm-hmm. you know little moments moments or whatever. But the thing, um, it was just, for us, I feel like neither of us, and like this is coming from like someone who is, I'm a, you know, hash, you know, hashtag or like quote unquote fucking millennial working person, modern working girl. And then I also have this friend who's a mother of two, a young mum, and neither of us fucking got a connection to it. There was nothing well, in like, that connected. Okay, what they were basically saying, if you don't know about it, is what they were basically saying is that if you 
hope try and get off work and if you can get off work wear black to work to be honest most people wear black to work I thought it was a stupid colour to choose and all, and anyway regardless thing, of that another thing that pissed me off was that they said take a day of annual leave to protest where to me you only can measure a protest because people are out of work and it's noticeable if I took a holiday day no one would know I'm off for the protest for me I obviously am a stay at home mum and mm-hmm. they said if you are a domestic worker which is basically a stay at home mum that if you just didn't do your domestic chores for that day my domestic chores when I'm home are feeding my children collecting my children from school tidying their house so they have a beautiful place to live you that's my domestic chores the whole point of repeal the 8th is that if you get pregnant in Ireland you are you have to do those things. You cannot take a day off from collecting your child or feeding your child. Exactly. If so, that's neglecting your child and then that's a whole other story. Mm, you have to the fucking court. Yeah, like, you can't, like, that's the whole point. That, like, if you are pregnant in Ireland, you are obliged to do those things, mm-hmm. whether or not you want to. So for Strike to Repeal to say, just take a day off from your domestic chores was an absolute insult to stay-at-home moms. Such an insult. It's just like, I just... Just don't do it that just day. Just don't it's like, do it. It was just, it was, do you know what? It was, and it was just it was, like, it was the epitome of not understanding. Like, clearly, no one on that board who fucking decided the idea was a stay at home mum. Because no stay at home mum would mm. come up with that, like, fucking idea. It was clearly all 22 year old white fucking, like, NCAD students who were from Rathgar. I know. Like, who, like, re- most... who their mom pays for their freaking renting yeah, like, little say, well, cottage in Stony Better. They, they, clean dishes okay so like let's get their boyfriends to clean the dishes just like shut up yeah, like, I'm, it's I'm just really gonna die. yeah we're gonna go we just wanted to say that if you're ever worried like where the fuck are it gals when it's like you know strike us. for a repeal yeah and like yeah we're like we're our own freaking thing you know like we're not wearing you repeal jumpers we're not having a strike for repeal profile picture we are our own entity we have our own voice and I I don't think that you have to jump on a bandwagon to be Pro-choice. No, you don't. You don't have to be freaking walking around in the Rupeel drum, but you don't have to be fucking a guy in the Rupeel drum. Send them back their Bali, as we said in our yeah. first episode. Yeah, they Bali, <laughs> motherfucker. And anyway, it's summer. We're going to be coming out with freaking Rupeel G-strings. Yeah, a Rupeel thong where, like, the, you know, like the bar over the arse just says Rupeel. Yeah. Or abortion. I'd like that. Yeah, abortion. Better repeal, to be honest. My mum, I could, my mum, like I said, pro-life, I could rock up to dinner tomorrow in a freaking repeal hoodie, snapback and tote bag. I might, <laughs> she'd be like, okay, so anyway, are you having milk in your tea? Repeal means shit to people who are like over the age of If 60. I was at the freaking bus stop wearing a repeal drummer there was an 80 year old woman beside me she'd be like oh it must be a new label she wouldn't even think it. About looks it. like a new label it's like no offence but come on we need like a, a black t-shirt a black jumper with a white repeal on it it looks close to the Obey t-shirt it looks close to any mm-hmm. other label that's rocking the fuck around Dublin Town every other hipster wearing a snapback like that he got off back in AliExpress it's now like a social status thing anyway yeah. guys well, we're looking for abortions we're not looking you know yeah. let's just cut the for crap fash. with the repeal what I think is like abortion isn't a fashion statement let's kill it at that um, but we probably will be coming out with cute little toe bags and crop tops like little, little, little abortion pill pins um, but guys, if you know anyone, because we want someone who is very well versed kind of in talking about abortion, mm. if you guys are aware of anyone that we might not be aware of who might want to come on this podcast 
to talk about their situation or how they went through it or even if it's a 10 minute segment we're not talking about a whole hour we would love to have them on because we just want to give in any form we don't need you to be graphic about what you went through we just we just don't want to sit here like two freaking knob heads talking about something that we have no clue about that's um, why we have decided to do yeah. this episode. So that's why we read out the email, which was beautiful. Thank exactly. you again so fucking much for yeah. writing that Girl, and spending the time. Genuinely one of the most thought-provoking things to me. Um, just seeing it, she wrote it so well. Yeah, it was beautiful. And um, we hope you enjoyed it. We're, hope, we're working on some amazing episodes for you guys for summer. Once again, we are working on what we are killing and dying and breathing for is our It Girls party. It's yeah, going to be... we cannot wait to meet you guys because, like, you guys are freaking hilarious. We thought figures. that we were the only freaks in Dublin. There's so many people <laughs> on our level and we are just wanting to get turned with you out. Yes. So if, <laughs> if, if any of you guys know of a cool um, destination, maybe, let us know because we don't really Cheeky know. little venue. A little venue where we don't have to... I uh, swear, this is the freaking chair. I can't even hear her and you keep pointing it out but Lindsay's farting all night guys we love you so email us we want to know what you guys are thinking if you yeah, guys know Hugo anyone venue for our night because we want to get naked get lit twerk all over the freaking Dublin city we want to DJ but we also want to be like twerking with you guys pouring champagne in our ass let's twerk into that <laughs> where is that on di- opposite Temple Bar that freaking um, little water kind of opposite Central Bank no Okay, I'll put it. It's like a water statue opposite Abercrombie. That oh, water the, the, the naked lady. Yeah. Woman. yeah and yeah. people put like cheap ass freaking fairy to liquid. Be me and Lindsay twerking 3D sculpture, twerking with the uh, fairy liquid. I want like, yeah, our ours like get twerking the fairy liquid. Gyrating on our arse. <laughs> okay, guys. We love yeah, you so much. Thank Dylan. you so much for listening to Thank our third so month of It Girls podcast. May there be many more. We love you, bitches. Yeah, I can't wait to see where this is going because it's gone crazy already. It's already yeah. gone crazy, and you might have already seen. But keep an eye on the magazines. I can't stop talking. We're probably going to have a whole episode on Queef, which is just our different Queef. God knows what we're Niggas love when you call him Papi. Niggas love when you call him Papi. Jump in the deep cause I do so slappy. Niggas love when I call him Papi. Niggas love when I call him Papi. Niggas love when I call him Papi. Jump in the deep cause I do so slappy. Do it, do it, what you.